Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. So today we're going to talk about red flags. Not thought that you see on beaches or in the water or on marches or pans, but those gut instinct red flags that tell us when something's wrong. And I think what will come out of this is that all too often people ignore them. Um, something you have to learn to recognise. But Claire F, oh, 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 I just need to say, apologise, do need to say that today we have the wonderful other Claire with us, Claire McGettigan's with us again today. Um, so, yes, oh. guest, a guest, we love having guests. George, so if you didn't like change to Claire? Pardon? What? what? Uh, George, Pardon? George, do you ever feel like changing your name to Claire? Because then it is... Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the screen now, so if, if anyone sees this on the, the recording, on the uh, video recording... There's three Claire's and me, and yeah. Oh, you, were all, you were always the odd one out, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you need. Tell you what, when we start talking red flags, you'll hear about a few odd ones. <laughs> You're special. <laughs> but anyway, oh. just going back to Claire, our guest. If you didn't hear the episode where Claire talked about her son Noah, please, please go back and listen to that one because it is amazing and. Have some tissues handy is all I'm going to say. Um, so ladies, red flags. Now, we all get them and I think it's easier for you to see them where other people's relationships are concerned, whether that's business or personal. I think when you're in that relationship, it's perhaps not always what you want to believe, even though your gut's telling you. So Claire F, you created this subject for us to talk about. So do you want to uh, lead on it? Yeah, I can do. Um, like I said, for me, it was, I was come up, find a pair of teeth. Um, I came up with the idea more from a, a, a personal relationships perspective, because I've been doing quite a lot of work on me for the last month. You might need to explain that to listeners because... Right, uh, I had a, a, a relationship breakup about a month ago for reasonable reasons, nothing, nothing bad, nobody did anything wrong, it's just one of those things. But in the month that's passed since, I've looked back and thought, hmm, there were probably a few more red flags that this wasn't going to work out before the actual end came for the reason it came and I won't go into that because mm -hmm. it's not relevant um but I, I thought that's quite a good subject actually because when you're in sort of um working on yourself mode or assessing you're reviewing things and thinking well what did I do wrong what could I do better is this something with me or you look at you look at everything when things come to an end and I thought well actually I just need to recognise when these flags pop up. My my gut's very, very good. I just ignore the thing. Well done. So why do we ignore it? And why do we kind of let these happen, things happen? But you can't see it when you're in it. You can only see it when you stand back or when it's finished and when it's ending. and you're analysing everything. And I also thought, well, it'd be a good podcast subject because 
it's it's relevant with business as well like sometimes especially in the early days when you're starting up you'll take on just about anything because you you think well i'm not going to get what i want or it's a job or it's work or it's it's some money that i can earn and they're not necessarily the right things to take on and you actually know this internally but brain's going yeah but it's money and i can make some money and i need to make money and i need to earn a living i need to pay the bills and da, 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 da. so that's where the subject came from so also from a business perspective and then we'll move on to the relationship bit because we might be here all day talking about that so we'll get the uh, business bit in first <laughs> um, so running my own business is pretty new to me as we all know it's it's just coming up to a year actually since my redundancy and I have been so tempted over the last 12 months, particularly in the last six months, probably because of COVID and everything that's been going on. There's been more and more groups set up on Facebook. There's been more and more coaches suddenly popping out of the woodwork on Facebook. And it is so tempting to join all of these challenges, all of these business challenges to go along with all these coaches and everything that they're saying. Um, and the red flag should have been there right from the start and they probably were to think actually do you know what just calm down because all you're going to do is run yourself into the ground and um, from a business perspective you will when you're setting out you will literally take advice in from everybody and really you should stick with your gut instinct and stick with the people that you know and stick with the people that you trust and you can absolutely move forward with those people without a doubt they've been there they've done it they're close to you, they know you, they understand you. And then that then takes you through to the relationship side of things as well. Oh my God. So yesterday I put a post on Facebook because it was however many years ago since my Audi A4 um, S line, black edition, top of the range. Whoop! Yes, it was revealed in the Audi, um, what's it called? Audi showroom. And pretentious is not even close to how it was. And I was absolutely gobsmacked when I looked back at it. Sorry? It was only an elder. Yeah, but that's the point. It's like, why? 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 But it was top of the range, high spec car, blooming expensive. Great for me. Loved it at the time. But I didn't realise I was being dragged along in this relationship and I was throwing money at this relationship. And this relationship had actually started with a, an online, so it was, I'll say it, it was Match.com. It's quite right. No, it wasn't that one, it was Match.com. So I'd actually paid for it in the first place. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, other dating websites are available, as you probably know, um, speaking of. And I'd actually met this guy, and the first time I saw him, and I will not name him, he is a lovely guy. His life now is, I hope it's what he wants. And... Um, you know, all the bitterness and everything that I went through when we broke up really revealed these red flags. But I, I just, I think that I knew that they were there right from the very beginning. In fact, yeah, let's admit it. I knew they were there. I just ignored them. So saying exactly the same as Claire, I chose to ignore them because I was in such a low place myself, had no self-esteem. This bloke was blooming good looking. He worked out at the gym he worked hard in his job he was he was okay um but he lived in a flat and i didn't even i didn't care that within six weeks he was moving in with me 
okay, within six weeks. Um, within four months, I think, of us moving in together, we'd got the dogs, two dogs, puppies, cocker spaniels, not the easiest. Um, we never went out. He didn't have many friends. I'm starting to feel embarrassed even talking about it now, but I was so wrapped up in this that I didn't see any of this outside. And if I did see it, I ignored it because I thought we were both happy. But Jo, I think, I think the thing is that probably the vast majority of people listening to this will be able yeah. to relate to this exactly, <laughs> you know? Definitely. I, For once, I'm normal. <laughs> I, I did exactly the same with Laura's dad for very different reasons. Yeah. You know, he moved in within six weeks. We were both single. There were no kids involved. It wasn't going to hurt anybody. He was in rented. I owned my own house. There were so many red flags with him. I completely ignored because I wanted the dream. Yeah. And I think that's one of the issues, you know, and, you know, kids are, or certainly our generation were brought up with fairy stories, Cinderella, your prince comes, um you know and works and my parents stayed together my parents you know this, this we've lost my mum now but there's, there's never been anybody else for my mum and dad so I assumed relationships would work yeah nobody told me they were hard work I think you know, it, it your story is slightly different because actually you didn't mention his personality. You didn't mention the fact that, you know, you fell in love with this guy. What you've talked about, a very materialistic thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's perhaps where you're slightly different. But Claire, what, Claire, um, how have you gone with red flags in relationships? <laughs> Yeah, I've been there as well, um, several times, um, particularly with a guy, again, moved really quickly and moved in together after a few weeks, um, years and years ago now, when I was um, only recently newly qualified nurse. Um, and I just thought he was arty and creative and he turned out to be gay. <laughs> No, and there were red flags it. all along, red flags all along that I just chose, you choose to ignore yeah. it because you don't want the red flags to be yeah. true. That's what it is. You choose to ignore yeah. it and you hope that you're wrong. You really want to give later, that new one that's come along this time the benefit of the doubt, don't you? Because you think, actually, yeah, do you know yeah. what? As a person, I do deserve it to happen. I do deserve it to be right. And... I want it to work. So you'd give everything to it, wouldn't you? And that's why you yeah. ignore the fact that he might be arty and... and, and I just well, thought arty and creative. And creative, and yeah. You know, flamboyant. No. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> now, there's an awful lot of people that will be listening to this that can relate to that because, you know, I know, gosh, must be at least a dozen people whose partners have turned out to be gay mm. after marriage, after kids, not, you know, not even realised early on. Um, I had a boyfriend once and it only lasted a few months, but we stayed friends for many, many, many years. 
Um, and I swear to this day, he is still gay. He's in a relationship with a woman. Mm. But I don't think he can admit it to himself for lots of different yeah. reasons. I think, I think that's the thing, isn't it? That in in okay. that example, there's a lot of people going through life that actually don't know themselves and they've chosen to ignore everything to conform to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So if they start digging and I call it opening Pandora's box because you don't mm. want to look at the things that you either mm. fear or you're embarrassed about or I mean there's no reason to be embarrassed that's just your perception of what other people will think of you but a lot of people don't sort of come out to themselves so those relationships must be really difficult because you've got one person in it that's not really happy with themselves so how can they be happy together and and it's it's really common i think no, i think the younger you are the younger you are the easier it is to ignore red flags as well yeah um or should we say the less experienced you are from a relationship point of view i think if you've ever had a big relationship like for me my relationship with Laura's dad wasn't that many years long, but obviously it was a marriage with a child, so it was a big relationship. For you, Joe, that was a fairly big relationship with the guy you're talking about. Claire, F, this last relationship for you was massive. Mm -hmm. We can all say, the other three of us can say we've had people move in with us within a few weeks. You moved in with yours after one date. <laughs> You know, um, now admittedly lockdown was to blame for that. <laughs> However, there's quick and then there's like turbo. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is though, in reality, there are people that that has worked for, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. So that's another reason that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily. And, you know, if, everything that this particular person that we're talking about now seemed to want was everything I wanted but I remember now even the first time we met and I'd got lost trying to find where he lived and so he came out to meet me and I can remember him looking through the car window and going but you I did going like that or him going like he that did. he did so he wasn't overly impressed with you so but it still didn't even but then he was like oh but come in you know have a coffee and, and I know some of the ex-partners as well. And, and I knew it's like I was completely different to them. But it still didn't resonate. And yet my neighbours, it's like, he will not look us in the eye. He will not talk to us and look us in the eye. Can you not see? It's like, no. But, right, so take that relationship, though. In the last year, you've had another brief relationship and you spotted the red flags yeah. and you got out of it. Yeah. Now, admittedly, then you had a bit of a wobble and went, was I being stupid? Was I just scared? And so I was running away. So you tried it again. Yeah. And very, very quickly realised, absolutely not. Yeah. This is not right. You've stuck to your guns. You've yeah. learned. After my daughter's dad, I certainly learned. I'd go out on a few dates with somebody and... I'd, I'd be it. If they lasted four weeks, they were bloody lucky, to be honest, because I just, I was intent on spotting the red flags. Claire M, yep. did you learn from yours? Um, 
Yes, after quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> after a few episodes of similar situations. <laughs> yes. Um, I did end up with someone else who was gay as well. So I didn't learn there. I must be just drawn to <laughs> flamboyant men. But I moved in with Tony quite well. He moved in with me quite quickly. And that's worked. Mm. But any red flags that popped up, we've worked through them in the yeah. early days. Anything yeah. that popped up, I spoke up about it. Um, but I met him online on the dating site as well. Um, and he lived in Barnsley, I lived in Sheffield. And so he used to come and stay half the week with me. I'd go and stay at his and eventually um, he moved over to Sheffield. Only about a couple of months after I'd met him, he moved in properly. And we've been together ever since. I mean, there's, there's dating site. Sorry, Claire, I've just got to say this quickly okay. before I forget, because there's, there's dating site red flags. <laughs> Way. <laughs> So, for instance, there was one guy, as I was living in Crawley in West Sussex, um, I'd been chatting to this guy for quite a while, and I was like, didn't even, I mean, I must have been so naive, which I what it was a good 20-odd years ago. <laughs> um, he only ever put a picture of his dog <laughs> on his profile. Um, and I drove to Stonehenge to meet him on a Saturday afternoon for a picnic. I had spoken to him. I'd rung him on his home phone and, you know, all the rest of it. A lot of my friends knew exactly where I was and where I was going to be. Yes, it was Stonehenge. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. But I got there and even his dog didn't take to me because he bought his dog. Now everyone knows I am an animal lover to the absolute, absolute core. And this collie dog was just growling at me. <laughs> like dogs never growl at me and I just took one look at him and I, and I just thought why have I done this but needless to say I was back home in time for X Factor that night and you know it was like it was cool it worked out absolutely fine when, when you get there and the stone's actually more attractive than the fella you've gone to meet it was it's like should we go to the stones for the picnic and you know not sit here at the visitor centre bless him he'd actually can you believe this though he'd actually booked tickets for that night for the pair of us to go to his um village bonfire and he was like, so are you not coming back to my house? And I'm thinking, after sitting with you, like, for the last hour, really very uncomfortable, your dog growling at me, do you not sense that there's something not quite right? Something, major, something majorly wrong here. Yeah, but, oh, seriously, oh, there's lo loads of stories. We'll have a different pod chat about that completely. So, yeah, sorry, going back to Claire's question. Claire F., have you learned from yours? And are you able to spot red flags? Oh, we'll, we'll see next time round, won't we? Um, well, it's a bit too soon for us both really isn't it i feel um i feel more i think i'm going to say equipped because i've i've managed to look at things very mm -hmm. um i can't think of the word but i've i've looked at things and i thought actually no there's, there isn't anything wrong with me i mm -hmm. know what i want but what i need to stop doing is making the people that i meet fit what I want okay yeah so um yeah I, I think hopefully we've had enough goes at getting it wrong and ignoring red flags and we see <laughs> <laughs> difficult though isn't it because with your last relationship Claire there were points 
probably going back six weeks before he tendered where I was getting red flags and I was raising them with you in a very gentle way to try and assess where your head was and you were ultimately reassuring to me that I was wrong. Blinkered. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's very easy for somebody that's not in the relationship to say something but you know, I had one friend, I'm going back probably 20 years ago, and I could see huge red flags with their relationship. And I spoke to her about it, and she then confronted the guy, who then told her that I wasn't being a friend and I was trying to split them up, and so I lost a friend. And are they still together? I have no idea. It's a really difficult position to be in as a as yeah. a friend. Yeah knowing your friend and seeing them stop being themselves or making compromises that you know they wouldn't normally make just for that one other person. I mean, you should, there's, there's always compromises to be made, but they cannot be fundamental ones. You, you've got to sort of stand up for you, know what you want and know yourself. And if something's not acceptable for you, like one of my major ones, no smokers, not happening. I will not, because I can't stand it. And and that's just one example, but and it, and it's a it's a very like practical one. But you just got to be brave to actually. See, I would I would have said that before I got with Carl. When I got together with Carl, Carl was a smoker. Yeah. And but so then I, I had, think had I been filling in. An online profile, it would have said non-smoker. Yeah, I wouldn't have got together with Carl. Yeah. So, for me, that's that's something that's more. Those things are things that are movable, depending on the individual. But you no, know, it's no secret. Me and Carl split up about a year in. And there were lots of issues, and we we dealt with them apart, and came back together, mm. and and we talked for months and months every day, but apart every day to work through these things. Mm. Um, I, th I think you have got to be very honest with yourself in the first six, twelve, eighteen months of a relationship, because it does take a while to get to know somebody. It takes mm. years to get to know somebody, really, and. We're not fixed things, are we? We're not fixed objects. No. no. We still, hopefully, most people continue to develop as they go through life. They continue to learn. They continue to look at different things. They get new interests, etc., etc. And all those things can cause problems in a relationship. If suddenly one of your, you know, one partner in the relationship decides they want to do this hobby mixes with a whole other bunch of people that you can't be involved with there can be issues and you've, mm. you've just got to be very very aware but in business how do you see the red flags in business now i've i'm reasonably good at this for example claire got a client who then took me do you remember claire the, uh, i had a I had a very long Zoom call with this person and came off thinking, I can't work with you. You are going to drain every ounce of energy I've got forever. 
I just cannot work with you. And I, I had to let that person down very gently. I tend to get a decent feeling for people. Um, and I've, lear I've learned lessons as well from the people that are the time wasters at the beginning. I've learned how to deal with that so they don't realise I'm dealing with it in a sense. Um, but what about in business? What happens if a relationship starts to throw up red flags? I so what happens I'm, if one of your team members I was going to say, I think I'm starting to learn now when to stop, if we put it bluntly, backing the non-runners. Um, I'm now building my team to a point that I don't have the time, respectfully, to spend with them doing one-to-one -one sessions and, you know, taking time, giving them more and more information. If they're not willing and wanting to do something with it themselves um, you know the business is growing massively we're going over to america and you know everybody starts with the same pieces of information everybody starts with the same kit everybody starts with that same yeah i really want to get into this really want to get into this but the ones that stick with it i will absolutely but then you start booking sessions in with people and they start cancelling or it's like no I'm too busy to do this and I just haven't got the time and then you should realize and I think at the start I was probably desperate to keep people now I'm almost the complete opposite and I am quite harsh with it because actually this is my business this is my full-time income yes I work with you Claire um but this you know this is a business that I am running this is not a part-time gig or a side hustle this is my life you know it is important that between the two sides of the business i pay my bills mm. um and i have to be quite blunt like that and i've learned that probably the hard way and it's taken me a long time to do it <laughs> and claire's going yay <laughs> but you know it's all the people that you surround yourself with isn't it lovely <laughs> claire m when you were when you were nursing and things like yeah. that how did you work out who was worth your time from a colleague point of view there weren't <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who's not watching this on video clara just spit a tea out <laughs> well you know i'm autistic i have to be honest uh, <laughs> timing was awesome <laughs> 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 I like, no, MacBook Pro, water! <laughs> oh, God. I just didn't see the need to have a relationship with colleagues at all. And to be honest, when I look back now, I wish I hadn't gone into nursing in that way. Because it just, I did it for 23 years. And I specialised in HIV palliative care. Mm. And I absolutely adored my patients and looking after them. But as you go higher up, you just end up sat in meetings all the time, debating how you can save 2p on a roll of Micropore. You know, that isn't what I went in for. And when I look back now, I wish someone had said to me, don't bother going doing your training, just go and be a support worker. Yeah. Because that would have done me if I could have just cared for my patients and looked after these people who were dying you know and sat with them while they died in peace that would have done me i'm just wasn't into all these finance meetings where i used to get told off for telling the truth 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, things like they brought somebody from Marks and Spencers to explain to us in a meeting how to run the business. Well, it's not a business, it's people. You know, and I got told off for making some remark about, yeah, but we're dealing with people's lives here, not a three pack of tights or a chicken tikka masala ready meal. You know, it's a completely different thing. And I got told off, but, <laughs> but it's true. And yeah. the irony is that we sat there discussing how to save 2p on a, on a box of gloves and what was the cheapest ones, while they were tucking into a load of M&S sandwiches, cream cakes and pots of coffee. Yeah, and you just think you know you could have saved a bit of money there. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. It just wasn't for me, and I wish that I'd realised that earlier. What made you decide to to move on from there then? I left work um, when Noah was about. Gosh, he must have been about seven or eight because. I just, even though I, I only worked two days a week by then, and I ran my own clinics, so I didn't have colleagues and everything around me. Um, and I was happy then, but his autism, he just wasn't settling at school. So and that's, that's was, kind of where I was headed. I was just run ragged. And yeah. I'd, be, I'd be due to see patients in my clinic, and I'd still be running around the garden trying to stop him taking his clothes off. Yeah. And get him to school, you know, and, and then I'd get to work and I'd be crying because I was so stressed by it all. Yeah. yeah and yeah. The, nobody would take any notice. There's just yeah. no compassion when you work in the NHS. At all. If that was me and a colleague came in, I'd be saying, go and sit down and have a cup of tea and sort yourself out and get, you know, not ignoring the fact that I'm crying, you know, and I, I just had to make the decision that even if we had a lot less money, I had to be at home with him. And, and that, that's kind of it, isn't it? That, you know, the red flags pop up. It's not necessarily anything else, but you've got to see it yourself and you've got to be mm. strong enough to make that decision. And you have to do what's right for you. So it's, it's brought us around full circle mm. to the point that, you know, you've got to be able to recognize these. And as Claire was saying, Claire F was saying right at the start, that, you know, she's been doing some work on herself over the last month. Um, certainly as Claire Taylor will tell anybody, I've been working on my mindset, on my, you know, attitude to everything spectacularly, I would say, over the last 12 months, just like to a massive degree. Um, and, and it's finding that strength, isn't it, within yourself to, to actually spot those red flags and say, Do you know what, I'm not going to ignore them this time. It doesn't matter whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's relationships, whatever it is. You've just got to get to that point where you say enough is enough. And you've got to be able to say no. Yeah. And you've got to be prepared to walk away from something and close the door Mm. for your own peace of mind, for your own sanity, for your own worth. I think that's what scares a lot of people. They're worried about walking away from something because they don't know what's going to replace it. Actually, you don't need anything to replace it. Mm. You know, whether it's a job and you're worrying about where am I going to get enough money from, if you close one door to one job that's crap, I can guarantee a brilliant job's going to turn up. If you've got friends that are dragging you down, that are energy vipers, whatever, 
move away from them i can guarantee the right people will come into your life yeah you've got to be able to go i am i deserve more or i deserve better or whatever phrase you want to use and 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 close a chapter start a new one you know whether it's people whether it's work whether it's a client whether it's a partner whatever it is if they are dragging you down if you are feeling crap every day because of that person or because of that job or because of whatever situation it is change it yeah change it have some balls and change it it might be scary but i promise it'll be worth it Oh, we wrapped that one up nicely, didn't we? We brought that round full circle. And you know what, ladies and gents? It's time for a brew. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.